Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is The Rich Eisen Show. And now Jacoby Myers spinning around. He throws it. Chandler Jones! The Jags are going to win it! From 33 down, they beat the Indianapolis Colts. The Rich Eisen Show. This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. The ending was... Probably the most insane ending I think I've ever been a part of. Earlier on the show, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah. Coming up, your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Daniel Jeremiah, my compadre from the NFL Network, and he also calls Chargers games locally. We just spent uh, a great hour in studio with us, and I started the show by hammering down on the weekend as a whole. I I mean, look, I I know coming on the air after an NFL weekend, you know, the the idea is let me choose this one game you're talking about or that two-game parlay if you will that didn't go your way that you're talking about you know um i know usually we come on the air i try to put a couple of thoughts together for you but to me the story of the weekend was the weekend as a whole Uh, i mean that that really was it and that's the way i started the show if you missed it um we just posted something on our twitter feed also there's our youtube page and then there is of course the roku channel re-airing us over and over again and our video on demand the rich eisen show um, has a video-on-demand service for you, which we're greatly appreciative of our friends at Roku to put it all together for us. Um, I know we haven't discussed the poll question, Chris, but I'd like to figure this out. Most disappointing weekend. Okay? Okay. Cowboys. Cowboys. you got to put them on there, TJ. Rich, we made the playoffs. We're in the playoffs. I know. So you do, can't, do you feel on, good man. about it, Come though? On, oh, TJ. my God. Got to put the Cowboys there. And let me just tell you why, okay? Let me just tell you why. That defense is no pass rush right now. They couldn't get to Davis Mills or Jeff Driscoll or Trevor Lawrence. That's two weeks in a row. That's two weeks in a row. And here comes Jalen Hurts. And if you want to, as a Dallas Cowboy, you know, get past Tom Brady, who you're probably going to have to face, you know, Say all you want about the struggles of Tom Brady, but you let him sit back there and he can pick you apart. And at some point, the Buccaneers have put it all together. Uh, Maybe that might be 2023. I don't know. (laughs) Cowboys are favored next week. uh, I I don't get it. 
I mean, the Bears played. Did you watch any of the Bears Eagles game? All of the snaps of them, sir. Well, <laughs> all of the Bears snaps. Probably should have won that game. Well, Justin Fields oh, presents yeah. a problem that Dak, Dak, Dak Prescott doesn't. How does that sound? Well, C.D. Lamb presents a problem that Chase Claypool doesn't. That's present. correct. That's fair. And 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 your boy Pollard and Zeke present problems. That similar, David to Mon- David. similar to David. I won't okay. say David Montgomery is nice. That. I'm not going to disrespect Who's that. Who's going to guard A.J. Brown? I'll tell you what. <laughs> this is going to be a problem for Dallas. I, I Of course, I game. think you can win the game, game obviously. Now. I totally think you can win the game. And I think you can win a couple playoff games, too. I firmly believe it. But you're going to have to start getting a pass rush going in a way that we just haven't seen in two-plus weeks. And don't forget, Matt Ryan was carving you up before the fourth quarter roof caved in on 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 Indianapolis. I mean, the AFC South has presented a problem for the Cowboys all of a sudden that gives me pause. And they also blew a 17-point game on the road. And if we're going to torch the Raiders for, for doing that, I'll torch America's team. Are we going to torch the Chiefs the same way we torch the Cowboys? You know what? The Chiefs have not had a good couple of weeks either. Okay. But they've walked out with the wins, to use your phrase. It's funny. Like, last week, you're like, uh, we don't need details in the headline. And this week, now you'd like details in the headline. You know, oh, no, that, the, the that wasn't was, Dak's fault. That the, wasn't this. That wasn't that. The point was, we crapped all over the Cowboys last week for winning the game against this one win team. And I'm not saying you, but the national hey, media is not Chiefs, treated the Chiefs, the Chiefs the same. And they had to go to overtime. That is my the only Chiefs, point. The Chiefs do not have a consistent enough running game. And if they're going to have to depend on one, you know, I think they gave the ball to Isaiah Pacheco a couple of times in a row, and then he fumbled, and then he disappeared. And McKinnon can run it too, I guess. McKinnon's been that he has been that dude's going to win some fantasy leagues. But I want the Cowboys, He's that guy, Chris. The Cowboys, I'd like the Cowboys on that list. The Colts have to be on that list. You want to talk about a horrible weekend? Patriots are on that list. I'm actually relieved we lost, to be honest. Why? Because we we stink. So what are we going to be the seventh seed and lose by forty in the playoffs again? At least this way we can lose out. You'd rather not and then make have the playoffs a, and have a better draft pick. Yeah, I, I'd rather I, not make the playoffs than lose by forty. I, I let's put a pin in this for the moment, but I don't blame you for feeling you know disgruntled. I'm today. relieved. And so, and the fourth one you have to put on there, NFL officials. So who had the worst weekend? Yeah. I think the guys in the stripes should run away with this one. I don't know about that. The Colts gave up a 33-point lead. <laughs> the Patriots just had the, one of the, the stupidest, stupidest ways to end a game. Ever. Yeah, but the and stripes the Cow- affected a lot of games. And the Cowboys week, blew a, a 17-point lead. And, they're attend- and, they, and they back into the playoffs because the Giants came out of nowhere to beat the Commanders. So I think the Cowboys are going to, I guess, win win this poll by losing going away, but the officials this weekend had a a brutal weekend. (laughs) A brutal weekend. I know Patriots fans are all crazy about what Keelan, you know, Keelan Cole looked like he was out of bounds. There's no look like, I mean, he was out of bounds. Chris, I think if the ruling on the field was he was out of bounds and the um, Raiders asked to review it, he would have been that, that would have stood his call too. From that angle, you can tell his toes on the line. I don't know if you can't tell from that angle. Come on, his toes dude. On the line. His toe is in the white. But take a look at all the white that's on the 
on the field because, again, the Raiders symbol is made of white paint. There's white paint all over the end zone. Like, they should make sure that they clean up their own end zone. Like, they need to sweep their own end zone. You have no idea if the chalk that everybody's saying he kicked up was actually on the field of play. You don't because there's chalk everywhere. Take a look at that photograph one more time. You take a look at this. Even from this the back angle, you can see that his toe is toe. on the line. Yeah, it looks like his toe's on the line. Well, didn't go their way there. And I know, but that's not even remotely close to these other plays that I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's Last night, brutal. you know, I guess the officials don't have to let receivers know if they are properly lined up on the line of scrimmage like it's they not don't? they don't like it's not required of them i guess that's just it a, happens at a professional every level. courtesy it and apparently peewee and, and high school and terry and mclaurin college. said that and terry mclaurin said that that professional courtesy was in fact extended to him last night wow a lot of times you always see the receiver look at the official like terry mclaurin's lined up and, and he looks right at the official who does appear to be giving him like a hey you're good and he wasn't and as soon as the play is snapped, as soon as the, the play starts and the ball snapped and they hand it off to Brian Robinson, the flag comes out. And that was before, you know, Robinson could have been stopped for all those folks out there who think that the officials are not on the up and up. Flag comes out. Here was Terry McLaurin after the game. I felt like I was on the ball the uh, entire time. If you... Look through the the game. I lined up there, pretty much every play. So I checked to see if I was good the first time, and he was like, like move up a little bit. So when I moved up, I checked to see if I was good, and he said I was good. So um, you know, I'm not trying to get fined. So we had our other opportunities before it to come down like that. That's tough. But Terry, he told. Did you hear him tell you that you were okay? Yeah. I did. Like that's why I'm giving him a thumbs up twice to make sure I was, I was good. But I mean, in that event, I guess I can't make it close for a judgment call. But uh, like I said, I feel like I checked with him twice. So, so what did they tell you? Because you went up to them after. What did they tell you? Yeah, he didn't say nothing. They, the, one of the refs just kind of moved me out the way, uh, and while they talked about it, and they made the call. The official in question is named Carl Johnson. He's the former head of NFL refs. He was once upon a time elevated. Now, I guess you could say demoted is the phrase. I don't know, but he's no longer the head of NFL refs, and there's been others who have since had that role. Walt Anderson now currently in that role. If he told him you're fine and then throws the flag, I'm like, what the hell is that about? And that only set up the missed pass interference call. Again, Curtis Samuel goes up for a potential game-tying touchdown. They needed the two-point conversion to tie it. Darnay Holmes is draped on him. I mean, in the photograph we have from our friends at Getty Images is from the back. I mean, if you, you look at the game replay, there's a, a moment where the ball has yet to even crease the end zone, and Holmes is got, like, like he's asking for a piggyback hey, ride. Like, it's insane. After the game, John Hussey was the head uh, official last night, told the pool reporter that um, uh, there's no such obligation for the linesman to tell a, a receiver if he's cool. 
Not typically, and the official could be doing other things like counting the offense. There's a multitude of different duties, so I can't confirm whether the official even saw that or not, but he was clearly off the line of scrimmage. As for the pass interference not being called, pass interference is a judgment call, Hussey said. The officials, it didn't rise to what they felt was a restriction, thus they didn't call it. They missed it. They missed it. You can't look at that and say he's not, he's not being, Samuel's not being restricted. They missed it. They blew it. They blew it. And then nothing was worse, though, than the Vikings-Colts game. I, I honestly, I thought we were long since past the officials blowing the whistle too quick. I thought Jeff Triplett blowing the whistle on a clear sack fumble in the Chiefs-Titans playoff game from about five years ago ended this discussion. Remember that when Mariota got sacked, fumble, and he they blew the whistle saying no no fumble because his forward progress was stopped. Well, his forward progress was stopped by the hit that caused the fumble. <laughs> what are you doing by blowing a whistle and saying, oh, yeah, 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 no, no, forward progress stopped so that can't be a fumble. No, no, the forward progress was stopped when he was sacked. Uh, I, what are we doing? I thought we were done with that. Now you see so many plays get, you know, where it's clear that the ball hit the ground or it's clear that it was incomplete, and you see somebody pick it up and run it in the end zone, and the officials are following the play and signaling touchdown. You go, wait a minute, that, that, that doesn't count. You're seeing plays go so far allowed to be ran out these days, and I pr- appreciate that actually because run it out. Don't blow it because you can't put the genie back in the bottle when you say, Forward progress has been called. And two times, two times in the Vikings-Colts game, twice in the game, Shannon Sullivan had two returns for touchdowns called back. Same guy. Two of them. One of them they at least got, were allowed to be kept. They got, you got to keep the ball after you review it, say, oh, yeah, the ball did come loose. And so everything after it's wiped out. But one, it was a forward progress whistle happens, ball comes loose, and I'll tell you what, the Colts probably would have preferred it, same with Frank Reich, because there wouldn't have been a 33-point comeback. It would have just been like a 22-point comeback had you allowed one of these returns for touchdown to happen. But nothing's worse than the end of the game. I'm getting set to call Brown's Ravens, which, by the way, in my opinion, game of the weekend, because I called it. <laughs> and I'm trying to hype it. And it was a normal, straightforward yeah, football game. Yeah, Nothing insane you know, happened. No. Including touchdowns. Uh, the Browns scored an offensive mm, touchdown. Well, I mean, Justin Tucker would say it's an outlier when he misses a field goal and has one blocked. That's true. First time in five years he had two missed field goals in the same game. Yeah, <laughs> what, wow. what a weekend. Only the second red zone turnover of the season for the Ravens. I mean, there were some crazy things to happen there. All right, fair. And I saw the elf in person for the first time. <laughs> but I'm watching the end of this game with uh, interest, personal interest, because I wanted this game to end. So my game with Kurt Warner would start on time. So I wanted to see, could this game end? And if the Colts had gotten that first down on fourth and one on the quarterback sneak with Matt Ryan, the game would have been over. So I'm sitting there and thinking, well, Ryan's got it because uh, the sound is down. I don't hear a whistle. He's shoving the pile and shoving the pile and shoving the pile and then falls down past the line to gain first down. 
No body parts go down. He falls down across the line. First down. Until I see the official run in and he's spotting the ball where his forward progress was initially stopped. And I'm thinking, did they call forward progress on a quarterback sneak? Did they really do that? Well, I guess not because they allowed it to be reviewed. Wait a minute. You're not supposed to allow reviews on something that's forward progress being stopped. So, okay, he's going to get the first down. Because you look at the review, and Matt Ryan, none of his body parts hit the ground. None of them. He's just on top of other humans and then falls over, and that's a first down. After further review, play stands is called. What? So are you spotting him where his forward progress stopped? Because if you did, you shouldn't have reviewed it in the first place. Honestly. Or were they reviewing it where his forward progress was stopped to see if it was stopped before the line again? I just don't get it. And it's so confusing and it's so damaging. Because the whole country's seeing it. Honestly. I don't know how the heck those refs can't be so downgraded that we don't see them on a national broadcast or any playoff game the rest of the year. But I don't know. With the NFL officiating the front office, sometimes they're like, good job. Good job on that, you know, on the the taunting penalty for just staring at a bench. That's the way we want it called. But then they'll surprise you and turn around and go, yeah, you know, that passer, uh, roughing the passer penalty that we saw that removed the pick six for the 49ers on Thursday night in front of the whole country. That's That was wrong. Which is good to hear because, yeah, that was wrong. Nick Bosa called 15 yards for playing football. So, But what good does, hey, that was our bad, because, do uh, two days later? Because, because then you know the, the notes going out to all the officials everywhere that we don't want it called this way. So the next one won't happen. Or at least that's the, the idea that the next one won't happen. And other than the pass, rough in the passer stuff this year, I think this year's been well officiated. This weekend, no bueno. No bueno. And unfortunately for NFL officials, the Washington game, the Vikings game, nationally televised contest. And the whole country saw on their phones what was going on in Vegas with Keelan Cole. And to me, that's the least egregious of all three, personally. I know I don't have anything personal on it like a Patriot fan might. But put that poll question up, would you mind? At Rich Eisen Show? Yeah, it's up. Even results kind of so far. What do you got? Early results are in. Cowboys, uh, worst NFL weekend. Cowboys, Colts, Pats are the refs. Cowboys 13%, Colts 27, Patriots 32, refs 28. <laughs> the Colts gave up a 33-point lead. 33-point lead. And just let me just... It was 33 to zero. Let me just reiterate. To zero. I looked this up, just thinking to myself, because again, I didn't watch much of the second half of that game because I was getting ready to call mine. I can't believe that they came back from that deficit and punted twice, threw an interception, and turned it over on downs. Because yeah. the ne- right after, I couldn't believe again that the officials gave the ball to the Vikings. I looked down for my notes. I looked up, and Dalvin Cook's high-fiving everybody, and the game's tied. Right. And I'm like, what? 
Think about the I first, mean, the, the Colts first just let them game. run right through their defense. If you had, if you're in your fantasy playoffs and you have Cousins, Jefferson, Cook, Hawkinson, you're just like, I lost. I, I, I lost my matchup. My season's over. Cousins finishes with 460 yeah. and four touchdowns. He's on our show tomorrow. Dalvin Cook, 95 yards, another 95 receiving and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson. Jefferson had 12. If you're in a PPR league, 12 for 120 and a touchdown. That's 30 points. Oh, yeah. Due to my league has Cousins and Jefferson. Uh, I still can't believe this one. I cannot <laughs> yeah, believe this one. That's crazy. The Colts lose Jonathan Taylor in the first series in which they score a touchdown. They go up 33-0. 36-7 with 18 minutes to go. And they lost it. And they lost it while the other team, again, in this oppor- possible half of a comeback, punted twice, threw you the football, and turned it over on downs to you. So that's four possessions where you come away with nothing, and they still came back. And Jeff Saturday, man, I'm just wondering, would he, would he give it? Come back? Would he, knowing what's happened? Because again, anybody, if we ever see them ever again blow a 33 point lead, that number, which is now the record, one better than the Bills coming back from 32 in the playoff game that Frank Reich quarterbacked. If they ever come back from that 33, blow a 33-point lead or have a 33-point lead, will that team also have come off a game right away, previously, I know there was a bye week, but their previous game, they gave up the last 33 unanswered. (laughs) The Colts finished in Dallas giving up 33, the same number of points that they went up and then blew. We'll never see that. And I'm just wondering, having that happen, would Jeff Saturday, knowing that, tell Jim or say, no, I'm fine where I am? Because yes. I, I, you have to think that. It's one of the sweetest guys you'll ever meet. You only want good things to happen for him. Two of the most embarrassing results we've ever seen in an NFL field, back-to-back. Steve Smith, did you hear what he said in the in – the, uh, because he did the the pre and half and post in Buffalo yeah, on NFL Night. Cool. He looked cold. Did you hear what he said, though? <laughs> he said that Jeff Saturday should be the first ever interim coach to be fired. Uh, is what he said. Fair. And you have to sit here and go, Steve. Yeah, right. You say that, but then you think about it. The Colts took Frank Reich's job and then his record. The Colts had These are a, facts. That's a fact. What I just said sounds cold. It's cold as the weather where Steve Smith said they should fire their interim coach. But they, they, that's that's a cold, hard fact. After the Colts kicked a field goal to go up 36-7 to with under five minutes left in the third quarter, their win probability was 99.6. Rich, I told Chris. That's I a could've... low-grade fever. I could have won 100 bucks on that game this week. I was talking to my friend Matt. In this, at halftime, and he goes, man, fucking suck, blah, blah, blah. And I just jokingly, I'm like, man, they're going to come back and win this game. He's like, I'll bet you 100 bucks they don't. And I'm like, easy now. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I lost out on some money, Chris, is all I'm going to say. you need a hug? Nah, I should have called him, though, because he would have been on it immediately. Would you have taken it? No, he would have told me come to take on. the bet. No, they were plus 9,000. That's insane. 
at 33-0. I don't know what that means, quite frankly. All right, let's take a break. We'll take some phone calls. Overreaction Monday still to come as well. (laughs) 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed When you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening up more than just doors. You're unlocking potential, the potential to do your own thing and be your own boss and steer your own success and blaze your own trail. Each and every Sprinter van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal you set to help you follow your own passions, reawaken that spirit of adventure, and check all those big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences off your bucket list. Owning a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van lets you live, work, and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path they're going to take you. 16 body types, your choice of a gas or diesel engine, thousands of ways to customize, and now available in all-wheel drive. A Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Terzo in Iowa, first in, first up. He's always, always seems to be our first call on Monday, too. What's going on? All rise. You're on the Rich Eisen Show. Right. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. What's up, Terzo? Oh, nothing, Mitch. Man, that, that World Cup final was so much fun. We were down at Carl's about 8.30, getting all the food set up, and it was it was a packed house. You couldn't tell who anybody was really rooting for because there's just so much excitement. It was it was a blast. I, I don't remember having so much fun watching a soccer match as I did with that one. Well, Terzo, uh, and I greatly appreciate the call. Say hi to everybody out there uh, in Iowa. Shout out to Carl's. Um, Carl's, what up? Um, here, this just in. You probably figured it out anyway. I didn't see a lick of it. You're Not a lick of the World Cup final because I was I doing NFL game day morning. Day morning. Yeah. And it was, it was so amazing. I I I, 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 I got to you know, say, Rich, it's just. 
It's one of those events you're going to remember forever, and you're going to remember where you watched it because it's on par with Texas USC. It's any game seven you've seen, twenty eight to three, the Tuck Rule game. It's on par with all of those best events because not only was it two heavy hitter countries in the World Cup, it's the defending champ. It's a guy looking to cement his goat status and Lionel Messi, and they performed at their height. And then the stars hit it too. The yeah. stars Messi, hit. And Bobby had a hat trick for the first time in a World Cup since the '60s. Uh, Messi scored you twice. Almost got a fourth too. Including, it was incredible. The goalies were phenomenal. The countries, the 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 atmosphere. It sucks that the FIFA got a World Cup like this because of how crappy an organization they are and and where it was. But it was an all time sporting event. And how about again that? Argentina goes up 2-0, right? Thank you. And then Messi scores on a penalty, yep. right? He, so he's, he, he's involved. And then in the 80th and 81st minute, Mbappe ties the game. Ties it. On a PK, and then and 90 seconds later, on an incredible... Incredible. incredible. I know. The ball is coming out of, of the air. In, and line my oh, my God. Unbelievable. I saw all of this later on. Yeah. And then, of course, when it's now 2-all, it starts to be a buzz in, a, in the NFL Network yeah. studio. So everyone's watching it while I'm hosting. hosting. <laughs> okay. And, you know, I see it's then 3-2, and then 3-all. And then we're going to PKs. Just as we were finishing the show, it was a quarter to ten, quarter to one kickoff of the early games. And honestly, I thought I could probably do this last couple of segments with no, take my pants off and no one would know. Yeah. Thankfully, I did not do that. You're a professional. I am a professional. But um, like you guys could have been on the field outside, pantless. We were we were on no the field. One was we were on the field. Well, we didn't do that. Also, not only because we're you know we're we're professionals, but uh, we did have the, um, oh, the as our guests. The, the kids yeah, were on the saw, field. Saw, we had kids. Yeah, yeah. It was the fifth grade Chargers flag football team from uh, the Matt Leinert flag football oh, league. Amazing. Yes, they were adorable. It was great, and I did have my fun a little bit because Kurt Warner's right there. And I'm like, uh, hey, um, Kurt, you want to tell the, the, on the air, I'm like, Kurt, you want to tell the young ladies how, how you know Matt Liner? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, we were teammates. But and teammate. I'm, like, I'm like, teammates how? <laughs> like, tell him how. Took his job. Tell him he took his job. <laughs> so I did this on the air. These poor girls are looking at me like, what's he talking about? I'm like, don't worry. You'll be in the Kurt Warner flag football and team. And the best thing for Fox, Mikey. The right, right in the Cowboys. Like at right 959. Right in the Cowboys, Jags, for most amazing. of the country. Yeah, they were ready to do a show for the NFL on Fox. And I'm like, this game is going Went to the PKs. And I'm sitting there watching. As a stoppage time expert, you told everybody that? You knew it was happening. You knew it was coming? Of course you knew that. I, I, I tweeted it. Your fingers on I the pulse. Hey, hey, you tweeted off. it. I told Brockman, bet the PKs. And it was did, phenomenal. Did you? Did you bet the PKs? No, oh, I had oh. Argentina in regular time over oh. one and a half goals and Messi to score. So when it's 2 nothing mm. at the 80-minute mark, I'm oh. like, wait, I'm 10 <laughs> yeah, minutes from good. cha-ching. So the last two segments good. in our show are very, you know, we're, we're, we're so um, front-loaded in the first hour, uh, in the final, in a, uh, the first part of our final hour right. because we want to keep the audience, certainly when we're going against the – you know, the network CBS and Fox pregame shows in the final hour of our four hour show. 
So the back half is when we put a lot of commercials in there. And so thus we did have enough time. I was walking up to some of the camera operators who had it on their phone though. So I did see much of the PKs. Incredible. Unreal. It was, it was unreal. I mean, yeah. talk about, I just, again, it's, why don't they just give me, give me 30 more minutes, right? I know it's, I, I it's not watched, my body that I'm talking about, but hour. it's for the world just cup final. Like where, where, where are we going after this? Right. Except right. the airport. So <laughs> right. g- look, look, give me 30 more minutes. Yeah. Give me 30 more minutes. And, the, and in that, you can have the uh, the old golden goal. Oh, golden goal. How about that? It'll be just like the old golden goal. Yeah. So whoever scores, sudden Next death. Wins. Sudden death. Give me give me 30 more of that before you just go to penalty kicks. Ugh. Come on. For the World Cup final. Can we maybe do that? RES Consulting get involved in that? What do you think? It was incredible. Everything you wanted. I can't wait to see the number. It's going to be billions of people watch it. And then the shots of the celebration going on in Buenos Aires. There's an amazing drone shot that goes through the crowd. Had to have been 10 million people out there just screaming and going nuts and singing and chanting. It was just remarkable. What a scene. Mark in Tampa. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH being the number to dial. What's up, Mark? Hey, how we doing, guys? What's going on? Big fan of the show. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. TJ and uh, Chris also, too. What up, man? Yeah, I'm here in Tampa. I wanted to mention about the Bucks, man. How's, uh, how's your opinion? Because I feel like it's time to uh, kind of put some break, uh, put some uh, some uh, shoulder on, uh, put some blame on Brady's shoulder. That's how I feel. You know what? Um, he kind of deserves it after yesterday. Well, I mean, he wasn't good. He, he. Let's put it this way, man. And thanks for the call, Mark. This is 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 poor. Or the most, let's put it this way. This is as inconsistent we've ever seen Tom Brady. Ever. And I am so loath to do anything other than just have firm belief in him because every time he's ever been doubted, any time that's ever been saying that's it, that's enough, he's proven that that's not it and that's not enough. All that I want to know, because everybody, last Sunday, yesterday, we just talked about it. Everybody's going to start chiming in on what Brady should do in the future. Everybody's going to start chiming in on that. And the only thing that matters is what does Tom Brady think of the play that he's undertaking right now? He did fumble the ball yesterday, and he threw a pick in the second half. We talked about it at the very top. The second half was a turnover on downs, an interception, two fumbles, an interception, and a punt. Oof. And then a touchdown at the end that just made it a little closer. That was the second half. They're up 17-0. The defense lets Joe Burrow get a, a quick three right before the half. They turn it over on downs to start the second half. And then that's when the roof comes, caves in. One of those was a fake punt. Giovanni Bernard is just not on the same page, miscommunication, whatever you want to call it, right? It's just a typical thing for the Bucks, where they're doing just enough and they're doing better than what you think is just enough and then something happens. Yeah, but holding penalty, interception, fumble here, guy runs the wrong way, Brady throws it behind somebody. That's usually the part of the when things don't work out for Brady that you don't see. And so what does Tom think about it? That's all that's going to matter. What does Tom think about it? Does he think he could, because you still see the ball velocity. You still see it come out. Yep. Arm, 
Neck strength's up, still there, man. Neck ups, no problem. Shoulder strength, no problem. Accuracy, occasionally a problem. So if you're Tom Brady, you got to sit here and think to yourself, long term, obviously, they're still in first place at six and eight. Unbelievable. As Carolina and Atlanta both lost, it's the Saints who won yesterday to get a little bit closer. But as we all know, the Bucks swept the Saints, so that's no that's no skin off of there's there's no sweating. New Orleans coming that close, right? It's Carolina who I think they have to sweat the most because Carolina's already beaten them. The Bucks have already beaten the Falcons, so the Panthers. That's who's that's who they're sweating. So as the Bucks head off to Arizona to take on either Colt McCoy or Trace McSorley. Laugh all you want, but that's the I know, that's a Christmas just, game. These got to sit there it. and just say seven and eight. We can do this. I can do this. I've got a home playoff game. Let's see what we can do this year. But in terms of the next year, he's got to sit around and think to himself, "How do I like the way I'm playing?" Because if he sits there and he thinks to himself, "I could still sling it," I know my Fox contract is still sitting there. All I need is a better offensive line and a system that suits me a little bit better. I don't know. I mean, all you hear is that he's handling the system. I don't know, because Evans and Godwin are pretty damn good. And then, of course, there's got to be a team that will raise their hand and say, yes, we will either abandon our plan or postpone our plan at quarterback to bring Tom Brady in at age 46. We'll do it. Which team's going to do it? You hear the rumors. It's going to be San Francisco, regardless of what Brock Purdy does. Because Tom's got to, having having left San Francisco and seeing them first up close and personal, go, I'll take Trent Williams. I'll take McCaffrey. He'd never I'll be take touched. Ayuk. I'll take Kittle. I'll take Debo. I'll take so on and so forth. I'll take that defense. I'll take this fan base. I'll take being close to home. I'll do it. I don't think Tom's – if the 49ers are game, Tom's not stopping because you could see how he's playing, yeah. right? You hear Vegas, Derek Carr is not really their guy, and so many rumors. They will be flying. They will be flying. But it really only matters. What is Tom Brady when he's looking at the film? What is he thinking? his heart of hearts. Does he think in his heart of hearts he can make another move in free agency and win it in the first year just like he did in Tampa? Because this is not a long-term plan. I, I don't imagine he wants to play till he's 48, 49, or 50. Maybe he does. I, I, you put nothing past him. The number of conversations you are going to be hearing in sports talk, certainly as Brady struggles, I mean... You are going to be hearing it. Oh, he should quit. Oh, he should. Nonsense. It's really what does he think? When he looks at the film and he knows, man, I I saw the throw. I made it. My guy was there. I I missed it. And I keep missing it more. Do I want to keep playing if I'm not going to be as accurate and be as consistent as I know I can be or used to be? He might be like, screw it. I don't want to do that anymore. He's third in passing yards. Uh, You know what I mean? Like it's, It's not like he's not falling off a cliff. But he's not nearly as consistent and certainly winning as we're used to seeing. Right. And does that bother him enough to say, I'm done? 
And I'll go start calling games, and I'll still be around it wondering, should I have done it again? And I think that's really what's at stake here. It's really what's Because he can preserve himself, I mean, he gets rid of the ball really fast. I mean, that, that timing's still there, that neck up of seeing where the coverage need, dictates where the ball needs to be thrown. He's, he's as good as he's ever been there. Well, the line, too, dictates that he get rid of the ball fast. So he goes to a spot with a better line, just as many good weapons, a spot where he's comfortable and wants to play, always wanted to play. Well, he leads the league in attempts. He's thrown it 623 times. The run game has been dreadful again. They were in DFL when we saw them in Munich. They were in the worst. They were the worst, and not just the worst in the league, the worst the league seen in the Super Bowl era in terms of average rushing yards per game. So... 844-204-RICH, number to dial more of your phone calls. Uh, Bill Belichick, a Bill Belichick press conference moment of the day on situational football. Words you don't usually see thrown at Bill Belichick by asking, what was your team thinking? Holy cow. That's coming up. Overreaction Monday and more conversation on all these fronts in hour three. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, you can listen to the NFL and the NFL app on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports sponsored by AutoZone. Every flash, bulb, memory, football play has a nickname to it. As a matter of fact, the last time apparently a fumble recovery for a touchdown with no time left or towards the end of a game, a walk-off fumble recovery for a touchdown occurred was uh, the Holy Roller, I believe. That late in the game, right? And as you know, they, they, um, they since changed the the ruling that mm-hmm. the person who fumbles, it has to be the one to recover it in right. the late throws of a game. So nobody just purposely rolls the ball forward into the end zone, right? They change the rule off of that. A forward fumble. Right, forward fumble. Right. And this one technically was a fumble recovery. Right. Because it was pitched back or thrown back. Nice throw by Jacoby Myers, by the way. I'm sure you wish he was a little inaccurate with the throw. I think he played quarterback growing up. So... You want to call this the Hail Moron play. That's what you'd like to call it? <laughs> I, I the Hail Moron? I do want to call it's it It's kind of, you know. I, it's a little it's harsh. A, it is harsh because Jacoby Myers it's is truly harsh. one of the more brilliant 
this is the crazy thing, man. The Patriots, in the 19 years I've been with NFL Network, and obviously that was, we, we came on the year, the year the Patriots won their second with Belichick and Brady. So this is not going out on a very long limb here. But by far and away, the most situationally brilliant and aware team I've seen in the NFL, maybe in any sport where situational awareness is a hallmark of a successful team. Honestly. Give you that. Ball rolls around on the ground. Bunch of defenders just stroll away from it. Not the Patriots. They jump on it. Teams reach for the pylon as they're trying to score and fumble it through the end zone. You know, that's my big pet peeve. Not the Patriots. They're coached not to do that. We even saw uh, the kid Harris, their their rookie, didn't reach for the goal line when he scored um, in Arizona. Because they are taught, don't reach the ball out because you can fumble it. And of all teams who execute what is preached and practice, obviously, what is preached, but then execute it to a T, it's the New England Patriots. Period. End of story. And it's not just because it was a Brady thing either. Last year, Chris, remember I came in after the Patriots beat the Chargers on Halloween here in town. I'm like, that was a playoff team I saw. Because they did the usual thing, which is not make the mistakes, have the other team make the mistakes, play defense that confuses the young quarterback. Justin Herbert was confused on that day. Mac Jones wasn't. And they were making sure that the clock would tick down. They were sliding down, not going out of bounds with like six minutes to go. Like they were on it. They are aware in this Patriot world where you play snap to snap and game to game and quarter to quarter and week to week. It's all fungible. The game plans change. Who's up, who's down changes based on matchups. Belichick boils everything down to the moment. Better than anybody else, and this team executes it better than anyone else, the fact that Belichick has coached a team that will own the most boneheaded situational football play, maybe in the history of the game. I I, I know we, we live week to week in this league and it's overreaction, this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But name me a more boneheaded play. Like, why are they pitching the ball around like they're down when it's tied? What are they doing? What were they thinking? This wasn't coached. I can't imagine. Ramondre Stevenson found the wrong guy who made the wrong throw. And normally, he's the guy that leads the way in playing heads up. I can't believe it. I didn't realize that we signed J.R. Smith in the off week. You I mean, they I mean? forgot, like, forgot the clock. Didn't know what the score was. Didn't know, didn't know what the call Like, what? what are we doing? I don't know. Well, by the way, I saw J.R. Smith in Cleveland. He was the uh, honorary dog pound member. He took his shirt oh, off and everything. Nice. <laughs> you look great. But anyway, oh, by the way, when I say you look great, I saw him with his shirt on in the elevator oh, down oh, going to the game. Oh, okay, yeah, I was wondering about that. So, again, the fact that it's, it was, it's the stupidest Belichick play I've ever seen. now has it's a team so that owns the most situationally silly, stupid, moronic, whatever you want to call it, boneheaded, I, I, is, a, is a plot twist I didn't see coming. And that leads to today's Bill Belichick press conference moment. Today's Bill Belichick press conference moment. Well, we prefer to win. 
we talked a lot over the years on situational football. I know how much you value it, and and just seeing some of the mistakes that the team is making in that area, I was curious what what's your level of concern? Just that the coaching message um, isn't there's a disconnect it like that it's not getting through to the players to produce the results that you guys want in those situations yeah it's the first thing i said after the game yesterday is we have to play better situational football playing coach better situational football and and what what can you do to to make that happen i guess work on God bless Mike Reese. Like, not an easy task to go in there on a day when that happened. That's yesterday. a day that was today. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and then tr- and then ask a question like that where you know you're not going to get the most in depth answer. But in the same way that we're uh, I, we're talking about what what Brady's looking around and thinking what's going on, he's got to what do you got to coach better? You can't even see you got to you got to draft better players. Jacoby Myers has been the personification of the Patriot way comes to smart heads up football. He just lost his skull. Been our best receiver the last three seasons. He lost his mind right there. You know, Because again, what are you expecting Mac Jones to do at that point? Also, just the whole play in general, right? Had, if Mac they, Jones had caught it, he probably would have taken a knee. Because Chandler Jones was right there. Right there! Also, they're, they they conceded. They, they're, they're taking the game to overtime. Yeah. They're running a dive play up the middle to just like, hey, tackle me after three yards so we can go to overtime. And Ramondre, because he's a beast, breaks like four tackles and is like, oh, I'm going to make something happen. And then everyone just kind of blacked out. Silver and blacked out. Well done. Thank you. I still can't <laughs> believe it. I still can't believe it. I'm just glad my team had nothing to do with that. Brady loses <laughs> a 17-point lead for the first time in 90 games, having up 17, and Belichick owns this moment. The, the NFL world is off its axis. Yeah. The Lions are 7-7. Seven and seven. They've won 6-7. and seven. The Jaguars are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. The Chargers have breaks happening for them as the Dolphins, Patriots, and Jets all lost. Their win put them up to 6th. I'm with DJ. I think they're going to end up jumping the Ravens. Well, I mean, I've got a couple of cents on the Ravens having spent some time, yeah. you know, around them for about a 36-hour period. Um, and I'll hit that in hour number three. Also, Overreaction TJ, Monday. Are you convinced that now Trevor Lawrence is the guy? Because you were kind of uh, leading that charge. That is Trevor Lawrence really good? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but la- but last year, the yeah, that was not his fault. So <laughs> yeah. He's good now? You're convinced? I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm okay. pretty convinced, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, at least, <laughs> yeah, at, least, eyed, at, least at least I, as a Jet fan, know Zach Wilson's the guy and that it didn't matter that the Jets won ridiculously insignificant games towards the end of their previous administration to cost them Trevor Lawrence because oh Zach's God. the guy. And at yeah. least their next game won't bring that all into sharp focus. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh. Uh, Being told it's the exact opposite. This just it. I'll hit that coming up next. <laughs> Don't move. <laughs>